Computer says yes. I'm on Jack Knuckle Computer says no. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You're listening to the Social Media Club EDU Podcast. All right, we are here having another EDU, Social Media Club EDU podcast. Hopefully this one goes a lot better than our first one. I'm Billy Strotter with Social Coop Media. I am the Social Media Club treasurer, and I am joined by Mike McClure from the Yaffe Group. And I'm also the Social Media Club president. And we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Graves DeArmond. I'm the Social Media Club secretary, and I'm an social media analyst for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Awesome. Thanks a lot for joining us. So the last time we had our uh, podcast, it was on Twitter, and we missed doing your intro to Facebook for Business 101 because we weren't doing podcasts. So we had the fortunate opportunity that you were presenting today, so we thought we'd catch up with you. And so I wanted to ask you a few questions about your presentation today. Uh, number one being, why should a business be on Facebook? There's a lot of reasons. Um, one is because y- your competition is. Another is because your consumers are. The people that you want to connect with, they're already on Facebook. So this gives you a chance to connect with them and engage with them. Um, you want to do it because it, it'll help you your company be found in search engines. They're putting a lot more emphasis on social in search, uh, both in, in if someone's searching for you on Facebook or through Google or Bing, it gives you another place to, to be found through the search engines. Awesome. That was a really smart answer. Do you have any, <laughs> anything to add to that, Graves? No, Mike is hitting it out of the park. It, it, there was another thing that you ta- touched on that was really interesting. Um, and we know that Facebook is constantly changing. Like, you log out, and the next morning you're like, I don't even know what that is and where that came from. How do you, as a business owner, how do you stay up to date on the, the numerous changes that they make? Facebook is pretty good. If you follow their in-Facebook blog, they have a blog that that tells you everything um, about it. Part of it is you just have to pay attention. It, it Sometimes things will change. Like, one time... We, we create our profile pictures for our brands to kind of mesh with the, the cover picture. And I just noticed one morning that they didn't match up anymore and they were actually covering part of the name. So they had just changed the size of the profile picture without telling anyone. So one, you just have to pay attention. But if it's something big, there's a lot of news. So if you just kind of follow some of the so- social media channels uh, like Mashable or TechCrunch, um, Generally speaking, the news will get out there and you'll see it. But it's more mostly a matter of just paying attention. If you go to your site and you follow Facebook, they'll let you know. You'll see a lot of talk about it on, on other channels and stuff as well. Like Twitter will blow up with people saying, oh, look, Facebook did it again. Oh, right. So people take to Twitter to complain oh, about yeah, Facebook. Exactly. And do they go to Facebook to complain about Twitter? Not as much. Okay. Right. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. So you were talking about, um, you just touched on images. 
um, in the cover images. How important of a role do images play on Facebook? Um, well, your cover and your profile pictures are, those are important. Um, the cover shows who you are when someone comes to your page. Although people don't come to your page that often. They actually mostly see you in, in the news feed. So your, your profile picture is important that you have the name of your brand there or your brand logo because that's what most people are going to see. But in general, photos are, people respond to photos better. We had a post we did for one of our clients um, where we had it in text form and it got some play and we thought it was a really good quote so we created a poster uh, using the exact same quote but in an image of our product with a really nice shot and posted it online two days later and even it was the same post we put in there before it got exponentially huge play compared to the first one in terms of shares, in terms of likes, in terms of comments. So that was a really good indicator that that adding a photo really will up your engagement. There's something like 70% of interactions, adding a photo ups the interactions by almost 70%. That's what I'm trying to say. So putting in a photo or a video, visuals, especially on Facebook, that is so visual, people just flip. They don't stop to read things unless it's, you know, something that catches their eye. First, you have to grab their attention, then, you know, to, to draw them in. And people are visual, and that's why Facebook has done so well, because, number one, you're able to keep in touch with people. That's how it kind of started blowing up. And then brands started coming on, and it, I think Facebook, above Twitter specific, especially, personalizes your brand. It gives you that interaction with your um, customers or patrons and you know makes it makes you makes makes the, the brand more personal more likable. Absolutely and, and the figures show that out that um, most people list that is the social media that they like to connect and engage with brands on is Facebook so the numbers show that out. Well, then, let me ask you this question. There, there were a lot of, um, you know, Facebook is constantly changing their algorithm, which you touched on a little bit. So because images tend to get more engagement in maybe the low-hanging fruit, do you think that Facebook occasionally will penalize a brand for using images all the time versus maybe using just a text post? Nobody knows what's in the mind of the almighty Facebook. <laughs> I would think not, but you never know. I, I think their stated goal is they want to get brands to put out better content. That that's their, what they say they're doing, why they changed the algorithm, because too many brands are just spamming and not putting any thought into the content they're putting out there. So they're rewarding content that is good content and engages consumers. Now, the other reason they're doing it is because you look at their revenues, their ad revenues have gone up considerably because they're pretty much forcing you, if you want to get a lot of people to see stuff, to advertise. But they are also trying to, to create good content. And I think if you're doing pictures that are good content, you'll be rewarded. If I suppose at some point if you're just doing pictures that have nothing to do with anything, uh, there could be a penalty, but I don't see it but who knows yeah well do you, either one of you have an issue with the idea that 
you now have to pay for engagement on Facebook. I mean, and I, I say that, let me preface that by saying, you know, when you think about email marketing and that that's something that you have to pay for and the sort of engagement that you get or click through that you'll see from, from email, are those numbers that much different when you're looking at what Facebook now shows to your average group of fans? I think, you know, I don't blame them. I mean, as a consumer, it ticks me off that less and less people are seeing my brand's posts. But as a business person, they can't do everything for free. They need to make money. And the fact of the matter is, a lot of companies were putting out bad content. So I don't really have a problem with it. And it's actually, as you pointed out, when you compare it to other marketing venues, whether you're buying <clears throat> excuse me, radio or email or display ads, it's not a bad it's not a bad value graves yeah i i agree I, it's the uh the turnaround can be exponential um on a simple paid ad or a promoted post um that's really i think all we do you know a, a promoted post here or there um but i think when with their changes too they've cut down on quite a bit of the spam because spammers aren't necessarily willing to pay or promote so it gets that way and stuff and another thing something Mike said before reminded me it's like yes Facebook's pretty well pretty helpful when they make a change they'll let you know that it's been done but they're pretty famous also for not saying why <laughs> they just they keep everything to themselves <gasps> so you know, it's like a scooby-doo what yeah, exactly. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what about managing pages? Is that something that you give to an intern? Who do you no. have manage your page? It should be somebody who really understands both the brand and the medium. And that generally is not an intern. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's a trend that, well, they, the young kids, they understand this stuff. They should be doing it. But it's really important that whoever's uh, doing it understands what your brand's about and understands how to handle interactions with humans in both a humanistic form and in a business sense. Specifically in the business sense. I think there's there's too much, like you said, interaction. And um, to hand that off to someone who doesn't have the knowledge of the company or perhaps especially like in our industry where it's very specific and regulated... You know, you have to have someone who's been through that training and, and knows the yeses and nos of what you can and can't say. So um, we leave Facebook strictly to trained individuals, community managers, agencies of record, that kind of thing. Yeah, what if, what if things go sideways as they can in social media and they can blow up quickly? Yes. You want somebody who, who can keep a clear head and understands how to deal with a crisis and not some kid who's may or may not freak out. Right. Right, when things you know, customer says, blah, 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 you want to say blah, 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 right back, but you know better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the, then that brings us to dealing with negative comments. How do you best, do you delete negative comments? Do you hide them? What is the best, what's the etiquette for dealing with negative comments? You should not delete or hide them unless they are truly offensive. If someone's swearing, exactly. if someone's being very offensive in their behavior, not offensive to you because they're saying bad things, but in general offensive, right. then you delete them. Otherwise, 
you want to address it. You know, people don't believe if you have nothing but good reviews, they don't believe it. You need to have a few bad reviews because we all understand there are people out there who are trolls who will just say bad things regardless. And we're all human. There, every brand, no matter how good you are, has bad experiences. So it's how you deal with them. And you can show in a public way that you care, that you understand, that you want to take care of it. And if you built your community right, your community will come in and defend you if someone's being unreasonable in their negative comments. Yes. And we've had several months of this with Blue Cross because of the changeover with the healthcare reform. So we will quite often get someone complaining about long hold times or in you know misunderstood billings and things like that because of all the changes. Um, and quite often we'll get someone from the community that will step up and say, try this or just hold on, you know, someone will help you. I was in the same boat. I got my answers. They were really helpful. So that's the best when, when your community supports you as well. And again, like Mike said, if you, if you don't, we, we only take something down if it's foul or offensive. Um, if they use foul language, uh, it's gone. But in, again, we don't delete. There is an option when you're a business to click on the X and just hide it. So it then does not show up to you or anyone else, but the person who posted it posted it does not know that you took it down so they're not going to retaliate and and you know dump a bunch of stuff on your page good advice yeah well as a business owner how important is it to have a process in place for example um should you have um, a specific email to route people to take that conversation offline as if it starts to escalate is there do you guys have any recommendations for that that's the only way we handle it everything goes offline yeah, yes. well, you have to with HIPAA. We have to because of HIPAA, correct. So we have a we have an email that myself and a couple of other people from our social media team handle. We direct everyone from Facebook, whether it be a post on our page, one of our pages, or through a private message to that email. Sometimes because it is a secured email and the person may not be knowledgeable enough, it may bounce back at them, or when they try and open it, they think they're getting a, a mistake. So then we have to explain, you know, we, have, we might have to touch base with them again through Facebook. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a best practice. It keeps it private, keeps it personal, especially if it's an issue. If it's just a question or something, it gives you that opportunity to explain, you know. Or if they're just reaching out and saying, what's wrong with your page? Why is your, why, why are you having such long hold times? Or what are the hours for this or that? It gives you an opportunity to share that so other people see it. Yeah, you answer those publicly, and then it answers more than one person. But, yeah, you'd need to have some kind of mechanism, whether it's have them direct message you through your page, whether it's a phone number, whether it's an email. You need to have some methodology to take it offline because a lot of times consumers have issues that they don't want to divulge the details publicly or you don't want the, the details public. Okay. Well, guys, thanks a lot. We actually have like flown through. We're at, um, at our limit right now. So I just want to give people a sense of what's coming up. I know we have uh, the automotive panel tomorrow, but they probably won't hear this podcast before then. But we do have our EDU events twice a month at uh, the Detroit Regional Chamber, which is on the second Wednesday of the month at 630 
and then we're at the Macomb OU Incubator, and I can never remember. Is that the third Tuesday? Generally speaking, but check because sometimes the dates get moved around a little bit, like this one was the fourth, but it's usually the third Tuesday, and it's at 9 in the morning. That's right. So you can always find that information on, uh, you can either follow us on Twitter, uh, Social Media Club Detroit, or on our Facebook page, or join our email list. And so, it's SMC Detroit. Yeah, sorry, SMC Detroit. I always get that wrong. That's why I'm just the treasurer and you're the president. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cool. Computer says yes. Computer says no. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs>